Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Carlin, and today I'm joined by the multi-talented Wicklow musician, David OFMG. I'll be chatting with David about his brand new single, Early in the Afternoon, which was released on the 24th of January, as well as chatting with him about how his interest in music started, how he constructs his music, what inspires him, the EP released last year, which is titled For What It's Worth, and for first in the podcast, how incredible Devon Townsend is, which is incredible. We never get to talk about how cool Devon Townsend is. So I really had an absolute blast recording this. Uh, if you like Dream Pop, Shoegaze or Emo, David's music is well up your street. Um, he makes absolutely incredible songs. So to have him on the podcast is really an absolute pleasure. I loved every minute of this. So I'm going to get on with the episode. Here's a theme music by Zach Stevenson. don't like that did you hear that yeah i did <laughs> okay <laughs> all right we're here for another episode of the who art thou podcast i'm with david ofmg man thank you so much for coming on especially on release day as well it's very nice to have you i know you got me on an exclusive here thank exclusive, you for having me yes you're very very welcome um <laughs> so we kind of start we do the basic thing when we start off which is kind of how did you get into music god uh i guess ingrained from birth would be like you know <laughs> did you have a musical like forced labor not even. Um, so what what, happened, what started was like my parents gave me an ultimatum of what I wanted to learn as an instrument. And oh. my best friend at the time was p- learning piano. So I was like, oh, I get to spend all this time with my best friend. I'll learn piano. Turns out it was one on one lessons. So I didn't even get to see them. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that, uh, makes, that does make sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I learned uh, piano from eight onwards. I was doing classical piano, but, uh, you yeah, know, it wasn't really my bag. And then I started learning guitar and that was when I started really getting into music. Uh, but I only started writing music um, last three or four years. And I only started really? writing. Yeah. Yeah. And I only started writing music that I You're liked in the last two years. As well. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How is that possible? Because they seem so like they're they're very, very good songs. I really enjoy them. So, oh, thank (laughs) you. That's mental. What were were kind of like the earliest influences? Do you remember that kind of sparked off, particularly with guitar? Actually, oh well, guitar. I I can remember my very first uh, influence. I remember in two thousand and seven. I think I was eight years old, and uh, Led Zeppelin released their greatest hits album, Mothership. And they had a big ad on the TV and the 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 song they used was Black Dog and it had that guitar riff. I remember that ad. I do remember yeah. that ad. Yeah, yeah, I remember that ad. Well, I was just <laughs> that instantly mesmerized. <laughs> yeah. When I heard that riff, I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. I want that, you know? Mm. And uh, so it was, it was classic rock for a while. And then I started branching out into... Um, uh, you know, different types of music, IDM, metal, everything that I could get my hands on, you know. And uh, then I was doing lots of kind of playing with other bands, session work in, around Dublin and oh, very nice. uh, Ireland, you know. I was in a few metal bands, a few rock bands, indie tell bands. Tell me, tell me, and, tell me. Which, which what type yeah. of metal were you into? <laughs> you probably, oh, I don't know if gosh. you're aware, I'm a, I'm a very big metalhead, so. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge mega fan of Devin Townsend. Like okay, he is fantastic, yeah. Yeah, he is my obsession. And uh strapping you wouldn't really guess lad. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, strapping young lad. Yeah. Oh, I love his solo. His first solo album stuff I, is brilliant, yeah. Yeah, his first album, Ocean Machine, is my favorite album of all time. And I think if you listen carefully enough in my music, you just hear so much of him unintentionally, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> even though the styles are completely different. But I love like um Macedon as well and like Gojira were, were the heaviest band I've ever Thick. seen live. Yeah. And did you see them? You know, yeah, I saw them in the academy. And uh, oh my, I, really? I, oh my god! I haven't recovered since. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, yeah, like out. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my ears, Jesus. Yeah, but uh, I start. I started with progressive metal. Um, so obviously with Devin and uh, Dream Theater and Animals as Leaders as well. Some oh, gent. Class. You know, that's what I I started learning and playing you know, with, with all these bands. And it's uh, funny, the more you list off those bands, the more I'm like, oh, okay, I can actually make, that makes sense. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you can, I can hear it, it when your music, yeah. Which obviously it's not metal, but you know, I can, I can, I can get where you're coming from. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a nightmare getting in the uh, in the car with me because people like they'll hear the music. I was like, "Oh, dream pop! Oh, it's nice and chill." And again, and I put on strapping young lad, and they're like, "I want to get out now." Centipede just goes on. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'll hail the new flesh, and everyone's like, yeah. "Oh my god!" <laughs> I did not think we'd be talking about Devin Townsend tonight. Now, to be honest, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, same with all my friends. Like they hate when I bring them up. You know, it's like, oh, can yeah. you shut up about Devin Townsend for once? Well, see, like Never. I, like I quite the metalhead, but like I also, I, I love pop music. Like mm. I love Charlie XCX and all that kind of that. The, um, you know, oh, that yeah. PC pop and all that kind of PC PC music stuff. But uh, whenever I'm out with friends, like I'll put on a metal song. It's like, no, go back to the other thing that you're like. It's like, fine, Rina Sawayama it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fine, I'll put on some Japanese house just to yeah, shut yeah, you yeah. up. Don't worry. <laughs> so uh, when did you start writing your own stuff then? Because you said it was re- like three or, f- was it two years ago? You're, you're writing your own, it was a, writing your own music or were you actually writing lyrics as well? Oh God. Well, music wise, I think writing my own music like four years ago. So I think okay. it was just, just, Actually, yeah, just before the lockdown and uh, God, I'm always, I always hate writing lyrics and it's the bane of my existence, but uh, I only started. Unfortunately, you have to do it. (laughs) It's very unfortunate, you know, Um, but uh, I started writing full kind of songs that I was, you know, that I was happy with like two years ago. So that started with Note to Myself was the first song I wrote where I was like, oh, okay, I think I'm onto something here. You know Mm. what I mean? And uh, do you write all like so when you're do, writing a song, do you write all the music as well, or mm, do you have like a session band that you help out with, or is that all you too? Oh, I I write all the music. Um, it's, for for <laughs> the uh, for like the really for the for the really poppy stuff, I work with um, a friend of mine, producer uh, Daniel Rooney. He's the bass player for Modern Love as well. Oh, and, cla- uh, you supported them, didn't you? I, I did on their yeah, UK yeah. tour once. Yeah, 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 yeah that nice. was that was. A, <laughs> Very lucky, lucky move on my part. I saw uh, that on your press release. I was like, "Fuck, that's awesome!" They're great. That's a good. That's a fantastic band. To was that was that like your first kind of big tour as well? Yeah, well, I only, I only did the one day, but I was doesn't matter. You still did it <laughs> with them for the tour because I'm I'm yeah exactly exactly it counts. But uh, but I'm friends with all of them. I went to school with Danny. You know. Uh, oh wow! All right, I'm okay. still friends with them now. You know, so I hear all the demos before they come out. So when they come out, I'm like, wait a minute, I've heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> but I love working with Danny producing because he's just a genius. Like he's mm. a he's a production genius, you know. Um, but in terms of the, the music and the songwriting, I do all that myself. Yeah. And uh, oh, when I play live, I get Daniel and Keen, the drummer as well, to play with me. And Matthew from Rowdy X Outsider, he plays guitar with me as well. Oh, so. class. Jesus. super group going yeah, on I was going to say, fucking yeah. stacked band on, on stage. <laughs> yeah, chicken foot better watch out. Like, you know. Like. <laughs> yeah, uh, so um, when, uh, when did you think like you had enough songs for the, for the EP that was out last year? Like when oh, you were like, yeah. oh, gra- oh, I'm comfortable now that I can actually share these on a, that I can't take them back anymore. Do you know that kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty prolific songwriter in terms of like I write a lot of stuff musically mm. uh but then when when it, i think it's when i write lyrics that i'm somewhat happy with where i'm like okay now it's now it's at the final stages uh so like a lot of the ep stuff is like a mix of like really really old songs and really new songs so like like note to myself was like two years ago to get to where we are is around the same time and secret club i wrote like I the week that song. after i love yeah, that song that's a great song I wrote that the week after a uh, note to myself. And that was when I was like, okay, I think uh, I need to get an EP together. And then like <laughs> the rest of them were kind of, I think maybe like a couple of months before the EP release, you know? Hmm. Um, but that's, I think that's also why the EP is so scattered, you know, like secret, secret like they all, I think they all kind of sound similar ish. Well, the word but- I would use is varied. But, uh, varied that's that's a nicer word to use yeah this yes. is why you're here like <laughs> i can't think of many words you know but yeah, um, don't worry. <laughs> but, but i think it shows like because it's like spanned over a couple of years now and and oh my god the ep has went through so many different variations i think i had like five completely different songs at the beginning as well apart from really? myself yeah yeah it was like all pop songs for a while, apart from and note to myself. And then over time, I just kept on writing songs, which I preferred, you know. So there's like a backlog of about 15 or 20 songs that didn't make it. 
Was your producer just going like, would you stop changing it? <laughs> <laughs> I, Danny is chill enough where he's like, yeah, I'll just work on this. Yeah, I'll work right. on this one too. Like, right. uh, Dude, well, you're I, lucky. I, if you're working with somebody who wasn't a mate, like you'd be... <laughs> oh my God, down, yeah. You'd be down about 50K. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, But um, <laughs> I, like, it, it did get to the point where I was like, I need to stop annoying this man. So I, I produced uh, It All Remains the Same and Somewhere Myself. Just to okay. save him the heartache, heartache, you know. But the re- the rest of it he produced as well. Fantastic. So mm. we're here to talk about the new single early in the afternoon. Um, I love this song. I really do. I, th- I think it's a fantastic song. Um, I was just wondering what was the main inspiration behind writing it. A very standard question for asking about talking about a new single. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, again, like with most of my songs, early in the afternoon was actually a really, really old song. Uh, I wrote. Um, God, I, I don't even know. But it started as like this really kind of cheesy 80s rock ballad at first. Right. But uh, when I wrote it, uh, I really loved the, the lyrics, but then the music just wasn't hitting it for me. It wasn't resonating. So uh, I started messing around with, um, I have a, a Hannah Montana guitar and I was messing around on that. <laughs> what you, what, sorry, sorry. What do you mean you got a Hannah Montana guitar? Like one of the a, like is it like an electric is it an electric acoustic or what is it? It's an electric guitar. It's a half size electric guitar. No uh, way. Made made <laughs> for the like Disney by Washburn Hannah Montana guitar. Yeah, I I I. It's a brilliant guitar. <laughs> Not gonna lie at all. <laughs> Why it's, am I? I feel like I've interviewed a band who's mentioned that they had something like that before as well. Yeah, uh, and commented that it has an amazing sound on it as well. <laughs> it's actually brilliant. Yeah. So, Where did you pick like, it up? I'm, like, I mean, have you had it long? I've had it like a, maybe two years now and oh, okay. uh, maybe a little bit longer, actually. I, I got it on adverts for 50 quid. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. Uh, one Factor of the pickups doesn't work, but, you know, it's still, you know, one pickup is all you need, I guess. Yeah. Well, it makes a story for a podcast. So that's, you know, that's good, too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, but I was messing around with that and I was like, you know, why not? I'll run it through autotune and see how it sounds. And that's when I came up with the main riff for early mm. in the afternoon. And then, you know, like with any idea, just snowballs into this like really poppy kind of thing that ended up being the song. Yeah, there's and, a lovely waviness to it. It's a, it's a really mm. lovely song. Um, hats off to you. <laughs> Thank you. I thought it had, I thought it felt more like a dream than the original version, you know? Like mm. I felt like the music was a bit more dreamlike, which suited the lyrics more. So that's when I had the idea of putting the old lyrics of early in the afternoon onto that and once i did i was like oh this is what i was missing you know and speaking of lyrics like what do the themes kind of what kind of themes were you trying to explore with it just for people uh, who haven't heard it i guess like um like themes of uh (laughs) sleep deprivation (laughs) like insomnia and how it's linked to creative people as well like i I like every horrendous insomnia i know exactly Mm. what you're talking about i had only just uh Two weeks ago, hadn't slept in four days. Just can't. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I hate it. It's I get this. Nuts. I get this nasty. It's it's. Uh, my friends always they don't give out to me for it, but it's a thing that I get where I get an irrational fear that, um, I've pissed someone off, and I just <laughs> I just play it over my head constantly, and I haven't. I it, yeah. well, normally I haven't, but uh, it it goes on for days. And I remember I was mm. meant to go to a gig, and I came home. And literally, as soon, it, was, it was this, it was at the four day mark. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I feel it. I can go to bed. And I went straight to bed and I just cogged. And apparently I didn't get up for like 14 hours. <laughs> just, I was just gone. It oh, is a exactly. weird thing. You're right, though. It is a weird thing with creative people. Like, I'm assuming mm. you wrote a song about it that you, it happens to you as well. I know a couple of people that has happened with creatives. It's It sucks. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like bittersweet because that's when you get your best ideas at night, you know, as well. well I don't well, know about, I don't know well. not for me. Yeah, I get the, I get horrendous thoughts. <laughs> but uh like with with like with note to myself, I wrote that at like 2 a.m. coming back from like a I think I was coming back from like a party and I was like I'll and then I just banged it out because I was like awake wow. at 2 a.m., you know, like I think I finished the song at like 5 or 6. Uh, Jesus. You know. <laughs> and it's like uh and it was also a thing where like if people wanted to reach me, I was like, if you're going to reach me, reach me early in the afternoon. And then once I heard that, I was like, hmm, oh, that sounds nice. You know, yeah, early in the yeah, afternoon. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it deals with that kind of like the overthinking aspect of it. It deals with like the nightmares that come with sleep de- deprivation as well in some of the lyrics. And yeah. uh, 
you know, the, yeah, yeah, just the constant overthinking and, but also the solitude you get from, you know, being awake at night and how it's kind of also nice. Like, I think how creative people love the solitude of nighttime and that's how they can become most creative. They feel like, you know, they're completely yeah. alone in the world, even though every single other creative is awake, yeah. right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've learned to just, I, if I if it happens, just read a book is kind of, if mm. I don't want to get up and paint or anything, I just read a book and it's 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 quite good. Although the books I tend to read are always horrific uh, true stories. <laughs> <laughs> Big, I think I think we found the source of your insomnia. Yeah, right maybe. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm reading 1984 at the moment, and I keep going. It's like, oh, wow, this this could fucking this feels like real life. And everyone's just like, yeah, that's the point of the book, you idiot. <laughs> is that no, it could, ha is that it could happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Just actually, because I I noticed this today. Um, I was listening to the song on my phone on Spotify, and there was a video playing in the back. That I thought mm. was actually quite. I I really I love the visuals that because is that going to be made into a music video or is there a music video already or what is that uh, just a nice thing to have along with the song? Yeah, I I I feel like um I I did want a music video for it, but also the art of music videos is kind of dead, unfortunately. With yeah, like, and they're also extremely expensive, and no one yeah, watches them with yeah. short form content and all. But uh, a friend of mine, uh, Marisha um made that video and she's like a genius like all I, what i did was actually i have like a green bed sheets so i put my mattress against the wall and oh, filmed no myself in front of it <laughs> i sent it to her and and she was like this is this is ridiculous like <laughs> she did a great job i love that that's amazing that's gas <laughs> oh it's unreal yeah yeah i'll, I'll send you her, her instagram later like Dude, uh, please, she's, yeah. she does Check loads of stuff like that like and and i I barely gave her any like input. I was like, just make it dreamy. I trust your vision on it. And then she just knocked it out of the park. You know, yeah, she I mean? nailed it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Chloe Hart, um, the that's the designer that did the artwork for it, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, that that is some next level art. It's not a, you know. Can you can you explain it? Because I know in the press package that you sent to me that it has an explanation for it. But just for people who haven't seen it, because it is mm. it's lovely. The, the the like I work as a graphic designer and I used to yeah. do album artwork. I get very jealous when I see stuff like that. I was like, how did you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> that artwork was really, I love that as well. Chloe's a, a, another genius as well that uh, I actually grew up with Chloe. I, I think she's like my oldest friend. And uh, what happened was I have this Polaroid camera from 1998. Uh, oh, my wow. mom bought it for when I was born because they didn't have a camera at the time. And uh, But the film in it, was also from 1998, so it was no all expired way. Polaroid film. Yeah, so I took I took four of those. I think I had the flash on, and I just pointed it at the mirror, and I took those four photos, and I was like, "These look cool, uh, but they could look cooler." So I'm gonna send them to Chloe and see what she could do with them. And again, I just very like very little um, you know explanation needed. I was like, "Here are four Polaroids. Do whatever you want to them." listen to the song, see what comes to mind. And again, she just nailed it on the head perfectly. You know, mm. like I just thought when I saw that, I was like, God, I wish that was like an album cover instead. Like, It's, just, <laughs> it's actually too good for a single cover. Like, you know, it, no, it, 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 just, it, it is it, like, it's, it's very striking. You know, mm. you do, it's one of those things that you kind of look at and you go, Oh wow. I could look at this for a while rather yeah. than just, you know, on the spot on Spotify, just going, oh, okay, there's an image. Honestly, yeah, Spotify doesn't do it justice, man. You need it like blown up a bit so yeah, you, you can look do, at yeah. every de detail. Like she's, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But she's done like my artwork for all of the EP stuff as well. Like, oh wow, all, all right, okay, because the EP artwork was gorgeous as well. You've a good, there's a good mm. strong uh, consistency in it as well. So that kind of that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like she, uh, especially my favorite of hers that we've done so far is this the artwork for City. Where it has all the Power Ranger helmets in the background and stuff. Just gonna like. check it right here now. <laughs> it should be. I don't know if it's on Spotify anymore, no, but it'll be on, on my Instagram. Actually. Okay. But yeah, um, yeah. If you want to explain we, it, we were we were struggling with an idea for the artwork for that, and uh, like I was no help at all. I was like, I have no idea. The song <laughs> is so weird, like you know. But I had I saw this image of like a. A bunch of Power Ranger helmets all lined up, and I was like, that's really cool. <laughs> so I sent it to her. And she just kind of messed around with it and it ended up looking like, I don't know, like a cross between a Chinese menu. like a. Ch <laughs> like I see it. 
Oh my god, that's awesome! That's pretty cool. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> it's so weird, but so cool. Like, and ever when I released it, everyone was like, "Man, that artwork is so cool." I was like, "Well, I I hope you like the song as well." But <laughs> I love the, I love when you tagged it as well. New Arclo emo beat just dropped. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually from Hot Press. Hot Press called me an Arclo emo. Arclo like, emo. You started yeah. a new genre, are you? Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take that names like. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think I, I should claim that for sure. I do love. Uh, I do love when you see that. It's like, uh, like I think phobism, the art movement, was just people going like, "Yeah, this is shit. It's just something by wild beasts." And it's like, well, we're going to go with that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's that's our name. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You may have spelled uh, my name wrong, but you gave me a genre yeah, now. So. Oh, yeah. We, oh. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> Shade. I <laughs> know. Oh, I love Hot Press. Love Hot, hot press. press are very good. Yes, I do. I do read it from time to time and uh, constantly just go like, there is literally no shortage of Irish artists at the moment that are Honestly. like, this is that, that it's like, it must be like, it, it not in a, in a weird way, it kind of must be frustrating sometimes as a new artist going like, God damn it. Can everybody stop being so good? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're, we're, competition we're, is stiff. Yeah, like we're we're a very privileged country. Like everywhere you go, there's talented creatives and all. I think it's just because we have such we've been such an oppressed country, and there's so much, so many problems in this country that oh yeah, it, it it's so fruitful for like especially like I'm living up in Dundalk right now, and you know you throw a stone and you land on a very talented Dundalk band. You know what I mean? Like you have just mustard and Negro and Pacto, and it's just and Future West as well, like. In Dundalk, yeah. like who who would think it? <laughs> funny. I just I just had cable on, and they're like, mm. uh, I think they're Drahada, and they were they were just like uh, the Dundalk and Drahada rivalry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I supported cable in in Drahada. You did, actually. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, they're, they're fant- they're great. I had, I, it's funny because uh, Luke was like, uh, yeah, like this episode, the cable episode would be out before this one, but um, mm. was it Luke was like, uh, I was like, he's out. Can we come on? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And normally it's like one or two people come over to because it's my bedroom that I recorded out of. Yeah, over the whole band. And Matt, <laughs> and Matt Gorman, the photographer. So it was, <laughs> it was a packed, it was a packed room. It'll be packed. <laughs> no, that's also, what? That, that's also a thing I've noticed with like band interviews because it's the same with the, the Modern Love Lads. Whenever they do an interview, and there's four of them a- answering questions, and you're just like, oh my god, like chill. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 fun. But mm. to say that it's hard to edit is an understatement because uh, oh. I do all the editing as well. So mm. like when I finish this episode, I'll be editing a band called uh, Ura, who are a metal band. And like I, we could record like a week and a half ago, but there's three, there's four people talking at once. So you're kind of trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah. But, uh, oh, it my is, God. Yeah. But sure. Yeah. I can't talk. You you produce songs. So that's obviously a lot more difficult. How did you learn how to do that? Actually, you all self-taught or... Did you just pick oh. up some tips of buddies? <laughs> yeah, blood, sweat, and tears, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, all self-taught. Um, like just because a lot of my friends are producers as well. Like obviously, Danny is my like one of my best friends, and mm. he's an incredible producer. So, um, like of course we we take something from each other. Like same with like uh, Graham and all, and you know, yeah, just like. But I've been like producing and recording since I was like six. 16 and no one should ever be subjected to the recordings I made when I was 16 or 17. <laughs> they are just diabolical, you know? But <laughs> I I know exactly how you feel because uh, when I was like, I can see it from here. I bought a mini brute, <laughs> like the Ateria mini brute, um, the synthesizer. Mm. And I got really into an artist called Prurient who just does noise, like Mersbau and that kind of stuff. But mm. he also screams into a microphone. So I made a bunch of those songs uh, when I was like, <laughs> What age was that? I must have been, I was just through a breakup. So I was like 23, 24. I was very angry and angsty. And, uh, <laughs> but I'm not an angry person in general. So it just made these angry, angsty songs. And I show them to one person. He's like, who is this for? He goes, why are you so angry? <laughs> <laughs> just this crazy, just loads of white noise and distortion. Then just, oh. <laughs> you need to get it out, man. You no, I do not. They're on my old laptop, which is now broken. So they're <laughs> lost forever. Thank fuck. <laughs> Oh, unless I, I unless I somehow get my Viber account back and was able to sign in, and the files are still on it. Which was <laughs> I don't know if you were I don't know if you're old enough to remember Viber, but uh, <laughs> I I think I have a vague memory of a vague, a vague memory. memory. <laughs> yeah, we all it have to what, go through. Yeah, yeah we all have to go through a noise phase. <laughs> the witch. Did you oh yeah, through, did, you, <laughs> did you go through Sorry. a noise phase? No, you're all right. Oh I, yeah, I did for a little bit. Yeah, but it was like a almost like a joke noise phase. To be honest, oh, okay. it, was, <laughs> it was called beta hit. Yeah, yeah, beta hit. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's actually, it's it's all still on Bandcamp, unfortunately, for anyone who... Oh, wait, you made it? <laughs> yeah, we made two albums, me and my oh, friend. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that was when we were making electronic music uh, when we were like 15 or 16. Uh, oh, no, we were 17. We were, we were old enough to know better anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be amazed was... how much that phrase gets used on this podcast yeah. <laughs> amongst creatives. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you're playing your first London show, by the way, your debut London show. Where whereabouts mm. are you playing? Says the guy who pretends like he knows where all the venues are in London. <laughs> well, it's actually a, a new venue called Two Palms. It's in Hackney. It's on the main street of Hackney. Oh, I was literally just staying in Hackney uh, not too long ago uh, mm. for my for my birthday. It's a nice it's a nice area. Yeah, it's a mad area. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, the lads, like my friends, uh, record there all the time, so they know it quite well, oh, uh, which is handy. And they're going to be over there re- recording like the day before we play. So it's it just the the stars oh. align perfectly there. But fantastic. Um, yeah, it's a whole it's a whole other kettle of fish over there. You know, like um, it's it, the live scene is just so. It's, 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 yeah, it's yeah. Uh, like everyone is just up for it. It's great to see, you know, and not, not saying that's not like that in Ireland, but you know, I think, you know, yourself, it's a struggle to sell tickets sometimes here, you know? Ah, yeah. Like some of the, some of the best bands that like I know, um, don't sell tickets. It's crazy. Mm, um, it's just like, very tough. Like, yeah. yeah. But again, I don't know if that's, I don't, I see, I don't even know what it is. Like, I remember having one band on. And they were complaining that Irish people don't go to supports. And I was like, they do, they do, and they don't. It's it's a weird, like sometimes mm. the support could be jammers. Like it was that Bring Me the Horizon last night. Yeah. And they put the support slot, the first band on, a band called Static Dress, who I wasn't crazy about. They're pretty good. But like they were, that was nearly full by the time they were done. And then mm. Bad Omens was completely packed. But I've never seen that in the three arena before. Normally it's empty. I don't know. It's just a weird, it's, it, you never know with Irish crowds. It's hard. And yeah. even like with some bands, you're like, oh, this band is so unbelievably talented. And then you go to mm. the gig and there's fuck all people there. And you're like, was this, <laughs> was this b- bad promotion or is it just, is it ch- this too much competition on the night? I, I, it's, yeah, it's hard it's to such... figure, it's hard to pin down. Yeah, I think it's also because it's just getting so expensive to go out as well. Like it's that as well, yeah. You know, people are really struggling to even just live in this country anymore, that, let alone Go try and go out and support your band, you know, your friend's band. Like, or... like and not to say you have to get pints every time, but like the three mm. arena, it's seven eighty for a pint of Heineken. Jesus. Like and I like now I go I don't go I don't get Langard for gigs anymore because I just think it's a waste of it's it's just a waste of money and a waste of time because you don't remember everything. But um mm. seven eighty is a lot of money for a pint. Yeah. So like I had I had four pints last night, it was nearly forty quid. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. well, yeah, nearly four yeah, it's ridiculous money. Yeah, like I wonder you know, why back... people are binge drinking at their house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they show up absolutely smashed. Like. Yeah. The amount of pe- I heard a term I'd never heard before actually at the three arena last night was the drunk tank. There was the a girl. Tank. There was a girl being. It was this thing. A term I heard at Wes. If you were too drunk at the nightclub Wes, which I don't know if you, if you're old enough to remember Wes, but um, mm. it was a nightclub. It was Don Donnybrook, and if you were too drunk, they'd put you in the drunk tank, which is basically just it was a teenage disco disco. There oh my was a god! Girl, there was a girl there who was. To say she was lying would be an understatement. And the security was like, "We have to put her in the drunk tank." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> so that's from a uh, fairy tale in New York, isn't it?" Pardon? It, that's a lyric in fairy tale in New York. It is, yeah, tank. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think, I think they have like, like, uh, I have family who are guards, and they they will arrest people who are langered and put them just in, <laughs> put them in a room for the night and let Jesus. them sleep it off, and then let them off, let them off the next day. Just it's they're more because they're more dangerous to the, they're more danger to themselves sometimes than other people. So they just yeah. put them in on a padded 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 bed and just go fucking sit down and shut up. <laughs> yeah, just chill out for a minute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not even like the drink anymore. That's the expensive part as well. It's like you know all the taxis, the, the transport. Oh. Like you can't even get a bag of chips for two quid anymore. Like it's it's no. just I got a I got a portion of wings and chips. Uh, coming home from a gig on Saturday and it cost me 17 quid. And I was just like, I was just like, what the fuck? Why is it so expensive? <laughs> That's criminal. That's yeah. actually criminal. Like. Yeah, I won't name the place, but it was, I wasn't too pleased. I wouldn't mind as well. It showed up on my phone as um, Yusuf Taxi. And I was just like, <laughs> and I was just like, what? They're not even using a regular business thing to charge people. It's a ta- I, yeah. Oh my God. Like if you're not even going to pay tax on the, wings you know you may as well charge a bit cheaper like 
Tennessee. Just because you're, I, I, I wouldn't call it your music delicate, but there's something really lovely and, and dreamy, I suppose. It's, it's dream pop, so that kind of makes sense. Uh, like when mm. you're playing it live, does it translate? Like, is it a bit heavier or like, how do you, how do you accomplish that kind of dreaminess in your sound? I'm glad you asked that actually, because, uh, um, as you know, like the metal influence has definitely snuck its way in during the live performances <laughs> and they've just become progressively heavier. You just and scream heavier. the whole time, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I Go- could scream, man. Like I'd be in the wrong profession right now. But uh, yeah, like I like we, we use a lot of backing tracks okay. uh, because there's so much going on, yeah. you know, and I have a lot of um, I use a lot of reverb and delay on my pedals and things like that, you know, um, but um, as like throughout the year, like 2023 of performing and writing songs and all, um, the, the sound that I've, I've had has started to change a bit, um, where like, I'm, I kind of see early in the afternoon as almost like the end of the, for what it's worth EP era, mm. if you get me. So it's still got, there's still lots of like ambience, you know, the use of ambience and dreamlike textures and stuff. But with distorted guitar now. Yeah, because there's like a know? shoegazy element on some of the songs as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it, I, I, I am I'm quite a fan. I have to say, I really enjoy what you're doing. So, <laughs> thank you. I'm still Thank amazed you. I haven't seen you like, live. Think... Actually, weirdly enough, I haven't seen. I think, but it'll happen. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to it now. You've said it. You've said it. On I will. Air, I so. will. Go, no. 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 I've. I've. I'm a man of my word. I've always got. If I say I'm going to a gig, I'm always at the gig. I swear. Because <laughs> then it's like, hey, <laughs> I have it in. I have it on Spotify that you said that. So. <laughs> yeah, I think we're doing a few shows. I'm definitely going to do a couple more Irish shows. I think we have a few in in February anyway, and Fantastic. you know we're definitely going to play a few more. I definitely want to do another headline show at some point as well in the future. Uh, I'm working on a bunch of new projects now. So many, so much um, music that I think tr- would translate better live as well. You know, the heavier kind of shoegazy music. Mm. Like, like I think, yeah, more along the lines of like Secret Club and I would be the next few releases, oh, you know. Cool. Like, okay. A little bit heavier, you know, but keeping with the melody, the melody of everything, you know. Um, but it also helps that I'm working with some of the best musicians I've ever met. You know what I that's mean? Kind of, like, yeah, that's that's a good thing. That's a good uh, perk to have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I think like Ireland is just chock full of brilliant musicians, you know, and uh, but it's also it's not even just the caliber of the musician. It's, you know, your relationship to them to like like with Keen and Danny, I've been jamming and playing with them for nearly 10 years, probably, mm. you know, and that builds up a, a special connection there where we're comfortable to say to each other if we don't like a song or if we do like the, or if we want to give a suggestion, you know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> it is, but even like what's great, what I like about the Irish music scene, like even coming from my point of view, like I'm not a musician, uh, I would never claim to be, but, uh, apart from the noise project, apart from the noise project, which was, uh, which I might unearth someday, but, um, <laughs> it is cool. Like there's kind of, uh, there's a really kind of nice of collaboration with it. Like doing this podcast, like when I started doing it, it was because I knew people like it started with Vicarious, and then it was like a couple of other artists I knew, like Zach Stevenson, who's my best mate. Like he's, he got me in touch with a bunch of bands, but like, it's very mm. rare that I get told, no, I don't want to do it. Like, it's very rare. It's like, and then. Once someone's mm. on, they're like, I oh, like like people reaching out as well, which is fantastic. Or even just people going like, hey, you should get this person on. And just there is kind of, I think that's a benefit of Ireland being so small is that there is quite a good bit of networking and you can play off mm. other people and stuff. So there is that lovely element of it too that I quite enjoy, I have to say. Yeah, definitely. Like, and like, you know, podcasts like this and like reviews and blog posts are, you know, really what makes it thrive as well like oh well thank you, know. you for saying that that's very nice of you <laughs> you didn't have to say oh, no that worries. <laughs> it's you know we need more of it in this country because everyone you know like everyone is obviously so interested in this like there wouldn't be any if, if nobody was interested exactly yeah but i feel like there's just you know apart from like the obvious ones there's not a lot of independent ones you know out there as in independent are, outlets is it yeah, like, yeah. like, like, like what you're doing yourself, like that are so consistent, you know. And well, like, consistent would bring... not be a word that I've ever been used to describe myself. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Uh, folks. Thank you. 
No, do you know? Like I have to say, like there's a couple of magazines I think. Like the Goo is fantastic. I think that's mm. that's a really really good one. There was one that I got. Yeah. It was like there was a zine that I got, and it was the it was the singer from Spit gave it to me, and I can't remember the name of it, and it was brilliant. That's going to annoy me now. I'll have to use Swarm. Uh, Swarm. Yes, yes. That was a yeah. that's a brilliant zine. Really enjoyed that. The mm, one that I got mm. was of uh, Sinead O'Connor. Was the was it was that issue, and it was absolutely fantastic. Really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, but um. Sure. We'll move, you know what we'll do? We'll move on to the 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 part where I ask you. I call this the part where I'd ask you random questions if we met at a bar. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the that's what I like to call this. So I I always started off with what was the first and last album you ever bought. And if you haven't bought if you haven't bought an album in ages, you can you can just say it's an album that you fucking loved. Okay, first album I ever bought was Nevermind by Nirvana. Fuck's sake! Why is every that's so <laughs> that's such a good one. <laughs> Oh well, uh, I say I bought. I forced my dad to buy it. Same thing. It's the same thing. You did, well, you don't have I money, like and you 10. get your parent to buy it for it. You also bought it. It's 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 all right. <laughs> exactly. It was it was weird because I bought three uh, albums that I got Nirvana. Um, I forget the other one, and I got ACDC Live, and I think ACDC Live was like one of the worst albums I've ever heard. Is that and the Nirvana high voltage is one? one of the best? No, not even like it was just like ACDC live, oh. and there was like a ten minute rock song on it, and I was like, "What is what is going on?" What was it like a bootleg I, or something? I have no. Idea. I got it in HMV or or whatever. I have to say, out of the classic like. rock bands, it might sound a bit controversial. I fucking hate ACDC. I find. Oh, I can't stand. <laughs> I them, can't man. stand and I love classic ACDC. Rock, like. Classic rock is really good. There's some really good, but mm. there's a couple of ones that I can't like that I really can't stand. But ACDC, I'm just like no. Um, yeah, Motley Crue. Don't know how they became as famous as they are, but I don't know if you'd call them classic rock. They're just old rock. But um, <laughs> watched up. I hate Kiss. Don't understand anybody liking. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. maybe losing For fans me, as I go be... on with this list. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but definitely ACDC. I do not like. I yeah, never understood the buzz. My... Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of the most recent record I bought. Uh, I'm I'm actually look, trying to look over and see if I. I think I got. Uh, 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 I bought Joe Jackson Look Sharp on vinyl I don't think I've actually heard that before I know who Joe Jackson is but I don't think I've listened mm. to that um, Oh it's a great Great album uh, It's it's a brilliant debut album I got a first first uh, pressing in 1979 I think it oh, was Oh, Where did you get that? <laughs> uh, Big Moon and Drada Big Moon Records Fucking, It's a great get, shop They've been getting a lot of shout outs recently they're, Yeah I heard they're fantastic I, have to, I haven't been to Drada in a while sad. I have to drop up sometime Oh yeah Drop into Big Moon and all the charity shops Like it's 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 the best It's the best but it's a great, it's a great record. It was in pristine condition as well. Every no, no misses on it. Every single song is a great. It's just a hit. You got a pristine, you know? Yeah, oh. it's like for for what forty years old as well. Like yeah. the production on it is fantastic. Like, I have I'd highly recommend. I have uh, "Hotter Than July" by Stevie Wonder uh, from original mm. pressing from like nineteen seventy eight and still works perfectly fine. And I'm just like, well. And by the way, it's like do you, I don't know if you, probably with that Joe Jackson record, you probably noticed as well. It it doesn't sound it. It's never going to sound better than that. Do you know what I mean? Like because no. they were they were at the time made. I, like when people say like oh vinyl it's you're just being pretentious it's like no I'm not it, it like and particularly <laughs> those records like the 80s and the 70s ones sound yeah. fucking phenomenal compared to when you listen to them on a, an MP3 or a CD or a Spotify or something like that. I think it's also the musicianship of it as well. Like you know they had to get the best of the best mm. session musicians for those records. You know because you got very limited takes and you you know tape was expensive and it's like you better know your <laughs> fucking parts you know and it better sound amazing like i i never understood i remember watching that um oh what was the doc it was the doc, back and forth the foo fighters documentary mm. and there was a big thing about them doing it on tape and they got um they got the guy who produced nevermind um his name escapes me butch. now butch they got butch from mm. nevermind to do it on tape and they kept going on about you know in the documentary going like it's crazy that we're doing this on tape this is crazy and we set up the the garage and i was i was talking to my friend zach afterwards who's an enormous food fighters fan i was like why is it so fucking picky that they're doing it on tape and he goes do you have any idea how expensive that is and how talented <laughs> you have to be to make that sound work mm. without you know going insanely over budget he goes you have to be precise in everything you do i was like oh okay now it makes sense <laughs> yeah and, pe and people definitely don't realize that especially if you take take into consideration albums like 
you know, the My Bloody Valentine. Uh, Loveless. Uh, yeah, Loveless. Yeah. Like that was on tape and the noises on that are insane. I remember like, hearing uh, a crazy fact about that album. They all, first of all, they all got, the urban myth is that they all got tinnitus uh, making it. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. know how true that is, but I've heard people go to Kevin mm. Shields gigs and they're like, yeah, you'd be fucking deaf after it anyway. But um, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But uh it actually was because at the time it was the most expensive album in the world. It was, I think it was one of the most expensive albums ever made because mm. so much layering, you know, completely different production thing that was ever that anybody's ever seen. And it nearly, it bank, I think it bankrupted the record label. And then they signed and they had to, it was like, oh, fuck, we have to sign an act to save us. Otherwise, we're screwed. And they signed Oasis, was the band they signed. <laughs> and that saved it. Of, That's a of, smart of, move. Of all bands, and by the way, like for, like beginner oasis, not not obviously yeah. what they became. I, I think <laughs> I think that's true. So <laughs> that's madness. Yeah. That's madness. Like, oh my god! I just. What about you? What was the What was the first record you ever bought? The first the record one? I ever bought was. Yeah. With, oh well, the first album you bought. First actually, album I ever yeah. bought was Akon's Convicted, which I say with trying to oh. keep a. a, a <laughs> Not a frown. What a great choice. Oh, fucking. Whoa. Yeah. Annoyingly enough, the first album that I was given, that I was given was uh, Arcade Fire's um, Funeral was the first one. And my auntie gave it to me. And I have, I still to this day have this thing where I hate people recommending me music. Uh, (laughs) Like I just out of badness, don't listen to it. And uh, she gave me this record. I think I just made my first communion. It was eight. She gave me the album, wow. sorry, the CD, and I didn't listen to it. And then she asked, she'd ask me like every year, I saw, actually more than every year, because I'd meet her all the time. So she's like, did you listen to that uh, that CD? And I'd pretend that I listened to it. And she knew rightly that I hadn't listened to it. And like her son, Louis, who was like four, knew all the, uh, the what's that song? The Crown of, is it The Crown of Love or something? There's one song out where he, he knew all the lyrics to that. I was like, go on, Louis, you you sing it. I love that song. And I had, I, I didn't know it. And <laughs> had no um, idea. I had no idea. No idea. And then when I was like thirteen, I I put it in my Walkman, and I listened to it from start to finish on a on a on a on a walk. It was on like a forty five minute walk. And I was like, this album is one of the best albums I've ever heard. Why the hell did I just <laughs> listen to it? <laughs> oh, it's mad. It's mad. <laughs> oh, it's unfortunate about them now, isn't it? Uh, what's happened with them? Oh, but wasn't it like one of their singers was cancelled or something? For, oh, one of the I members was know. kicked out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't actually know what for, so I'm not going to speak. But uh, I, I, it was. The, I think, yeah, that's yeah, it was that's your, the amount that we're going to talk yeah, about. That, it was like. your man's brother, I think, or something. But anyway, yeah. Ah, right, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. no, you that you touched on the pristine record thing. I remember it's like because it's uh, that I that feeling whenever because when I got a record player it was over COVID. I was like that feeling of fucking going for the find and find mm. and finding one. And I was in Freebird Records off Grafton Street and. Um, I found, I don't know, you you might know them. Do you know the band called Typo Negative? Yeah, yeah. I do. So yeah, I yeah, found yeah. Bloody Kisses, which is an out-of-print vinyl. You can't buy it anymore. Or if you can, it's like insanely expensive. And it was right. over COVID and me and my friend went in, my friend Chloe, who does not listen to metal at all. And uh, <laughs> I found it and it was like the gatefold version of it. It was double vinyl. Uh, pristine. It had never been opened and it was from like the 90s, it was from when it was released. Um, mm. At least it says on it that it was from it was released. And it was like 20 quid. And I was going like, I was trying to hide it from the cashier. I was just like, Chloe, look what I found. And she goes, what the hell? Because there's just two women kissing on the front. She goes, that just looks like, (laughs) because that just looks like porn. I was like, it's not porn. It's typo negative. (laughs) And they're fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's, it's better than their first album, which I think their first album was The Origin, The Feces, which is a photo of a guy's asshole. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, I love that feeling of finding it. And then I came home, listened to it. I was like, this is one of the best days of my life. But uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, stop. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, who's the most underrated artist going at the moment, do you think? Oh, Jesus. Underrated. Um, Irish or just in general? We can do just in general. If we're doing Irish, we can name pretty much every feckin' band that's. <laughs> uh, we can name everyone. We can name man. everyone. <laughs> um. God, underrated. I get uh there's a there's a few that come to mind. Um there's a band from I think they're from Chicago or something called Oh Brother. They're um well, yeah, they're they're kind of like really heavy shoegaze type music. Oh, it's just yeah, they make some brilliant music. I think I do know Oh um, Brother. I think I, I th- mm. do you know how I know them? Because I, I read Pitchfork a lot, even though I never agree with anything <laughs> that they put down. And I think they did an article yeah. about Oh Brother. 
I think. <laughs> I've never agreed with a Pitchfork review, ever. Except when it was like Death Heaven Sunday, there was like, yes, it is one of the best albums of all time. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am going to listen to it again. <laughs> I'm going to put it on right now. <laughs> um, I think also um, the Irish artist Passersby. They're brilliant. They're very good. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're very good. I- Seen them live twice and just, and Henry Ernest as well. I don't know Henry Ernest now, to be honest. Um, oh yeah, so good. What's what's Henry Ernest? Uh, it's like Dream Pop as well, Pop. Uh, but he he does this great uh, format shift on his voice and it's so unique. Like his his album Dream River is fantastic. So what's a, a format shift? I've never heard that term before. Oh, so like it's it's like where you change like the the timbre of your voice to make it either sound really high or really low. Oh, so right, like okay. like on. A note to myself, I have the four-man shift down, so it looks it sounds very low like this. Okay. But he shifts it up, so it sounds really high like this. It's good to know what that is, because I've been wondering mm. what that... Because I think Dorian Electrica, who's actually playing Dublin, I think, in two weeks, does that quite a bit. And it works. Mm. They have it working very, very well. Um, so it's yeah. good. I've never heard the term before. I've I've known what it is, but I've never heard the term, so that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, same with, like, Alex G uses it a lot. Like oh, the Alex G. I love form. Alex G. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> makes him sound like a child or like you know stuff like that. So like it's it's oh yeah, Henry Ernest is fantastic. fantastic I have to check artist. that out for sure. Um, but I can't. I there's like so many you could list off. Oh, I know that. that's. I still. It's funny. Like there's so many that you can list off that whenever I ask this question, people get stumped. There's like who the fuck do I mention? <laughs> <laughs> I mention all of my friends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Even I think I think Devin Townsend is still underrated. Even though everyone I like is like he's a genius, he's a genius. It was like everyone I bring up to, apart from maybe you and two others, are like who? Do you know it's hilarious that you say that because at the very beginning when you mentioned Devin Townsend, I had it. You were you were talking about something. It's like I don't want to interrupt your train of thought, but I was going to say like isn't Devin Townsend unbelievably underrated? (laughs) Yeah, like I really was. Did you ever see he? You know, I think the Rubber Bandits interviewed him. If yeah, I remember he's, correctly. He's, Blind Boy interviewed him, yeah. Yeah, he's friends with Blind Boy. Blind Boy features on his album The Puzzle. Does he actually? <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. Just it's so funny. It's like in the middle of this like ambient metal chaotic album, you just hear a limerick accent and you're just like, what is going on? Like the most limerick accent as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thick and it like really cuts through the mix, and I'm like, this guy's this guy's a mad genius. He's a mad scientist. Like. <laughs> I've been trying to get that 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 um strapping on lad album. Like I I do love Devin Townsend's uh solo stuff. I really do. Like the one um mm. what's the one with the it's like the uh, the alien the Mars thing where it's like something about tea. There's a whole concept album about oh it. Ziltoid Ziltoid. I love that album from start mm. to finish. That's a brilliant album. But the the mm. strapping on lad album. I can't remember what it's called actually. It has there's AAA on it, a centipede on it. And it has oh, um, City. City. I can't get that yeah. on vinyl anywhere. And I love oh, to get it. It is unbelievably heavy. Like it like oh um my God, like yeah. sonically, as in like obviously, but like for, uh I don't know any other album that sounds like it. It's it's fucking full on. And it's not like heavy and like there's growls or anything like that. It's just sonically overpowered. I remember the first time hearing it going, like, how the fuck did anybody make this? <laughs> how did anyone survive yeah it's like, like fear yeah. factory times six like it's a really intense oh. album yeah the industrial elements of it as well are just so intense yeah. uh, like oh my fucking god that song like it's just <laughs> jesus like yeah. it's but so heavy that like what's great about that album is like it's it, it is heavy it's uh, it's relentless and it's so hard on you but it's also has some of the most beautiful yeah, moments ever. Yeah, it's very sweet in parts, yeah. Mm, like the, the chorus for All all Hail the New Flesh is just fantastic. Mm. And and Detox as well has some great moments. I um, I wanted that record as well for vinyl and I've been looking for it everywhere. But I found Heavy as a really heavy thing on vinyl. Oh, did very you? very first strapping. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I actually didn't. My girlfriend found it and got it for me for Christmas or something. That's a keeper. And that's, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like, that's a rare find. <laughs> Jesus, fair play to yeah. her. That is a rare find. Oh, it's a mad album as well. Yeah, that's like 95, I think, or something, you know. Mm. But City is where it's at, you know. And Alien as well. That album. Alien's a good album. Really. Is, City mm. kind of, because City's so good, you forget that mm. it's like, you know, they had other like, like 10 out of 10s as well. <laughs> yeah. 
it's a great it's a great companion album to Ocean Machine as well because a lot of the material is written around the same time. Mm. You know, so like you can if you it's like, uh. City is like the unfiltered emotions and Ocean Machine is like, all right, let me just think for a second. Let me just <laughs> chill for a minute. I, love, I, don't, I don't know. Do you, would, are you a Nine Inch Nails fan at all? Oh, of course. Yeah, the, the, fragile, the fragile, that album, it's like side A and side B is meant to be two sides of the brain. There's one that's the mm. more mathematical, clinical and fucking intense than the other is kind of the arty kind of thought process. That's the way that they're, when you buy them on CD, they're both split. So the, um, yeah. I love that album. That was the funny thing is that was my first introduction to Nine Inch Nails. So mm. I, I don't know if you have it where like the first album that you fall in love with by the band tends to be your favorite album by them. Even oh, though, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so my, loads of people I know is like, no, it's the downward spiral. I was like, it's actually not. It's the fragile. It's way better. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm talking yeah. about here. Come on. You know, Pitchfork <laughs> gave that a 2.4 when it came out, or like a 1.5. They gave it, that was when they were being super pretentious. They were like, no, Nine Nails sucks. I was like, this is a great album. And then when they re-released <laughs> it, they gave it an 8.5. They gave it like an 8 or something. It was like, it is, it, it, it transcended genres. And I was like, fuck you guys. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't get to uh, <laughs> you don't, get any opinions. You don't on get anything to recover. Again, no, no, you don't. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Jesus! Like, um, actually, just while we're because I don't get to talk about Devin Townsend ever on this podcast, so I, I'm I'm quite intrigued. <laughs> did, you, did you ever watch uh, Metalopicus, the TV show? Oh, um, God, that does sound familiar. That's not the animated one. It's an no? animated cartoon, yeah, about a death. Oh, and it's like the bass player is based off him. The, the drummer is based off Pickles, and I was like, because like it's the lead singer is. Uh, George Fisher from Cannibal Corpse and then mm. uh, but Pickles has such a weird hairstyle I was like who the hell is he based off <laughs> the skull and I yeah. but I knew Devin Townsend because when he was bald so, yeah and then I yeah, and then, yeah. I, and then, I, and then I saw a photo I was like oh oh that's a imagine walking into a cafe with that hair it's weird <laughs> <laughs> I love I love it because like there's you know uh, one of my favorite of Devin's albums is Synchestra as well and it's like a beautiful metal album it's very it's a very happy metal album just loads of beautiful moments in mm. it but I always get like a I always get a weird feeling because like I'll be listening to it and then I remember what he looked like when he wrote it and I'm like <laughs> what the f- <laughs> You know, I, was like, I, know I, can't believe- I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this beautiful music. And you're like, I can't believe it was written by that. Like, you know, <laughs> hippie Friar Tuck. Like, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a strong look, as people would say. <laughs> uh, and uh, he, oh god, it was definitely an intentional look. I'm oh just yeah, it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's who's one of the, who's one of the best? What's the best live gig you've ever seen? Do you think? Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not going to mention Devin Townsend because that would just be cheating. Okay, you know. But I'm well, I will mention I saw jealous. him in. <laughs> yeah, I saw him in Bulgaria. Uh, he played in a Roman amphitheater. Oh wow! He played a by a by request set and an entire run through of Ocean Machine, which is like my favorite album. So obviously that's going to top the list every time. But apart from Devin, I'd have to go with Bonnie Ver. Really, Bonnie Ver. That's not who I thought you'd say now. To be honest, I'm I'm sure oh he puts on a great show. Like I love um, what's that um, point twenty twenty the, oh twenty two a million. I have that on record behind me. Um, that's a great. Mm-hmm. I love that album. Although I oh I remember somebody who was a big Bonnie Ver fan because like you just like that because that's when he went mainstream. I was like, oh, would you fuck? I'm allowed to enjoy an album, you prick. <laughs> Honestly, 22 a million is definitely the least mainstream album you could go for. So like, really? I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, like, well, that's, what I thought, that's what he said anyway. I was very annoyed. He's a Tool fan. But I'll yeah. put it that way. <laughs> oh, there we go then. Uh, but I saw, I saw Bonnie Ver in the Tree Arena. Uh, I think it was probably last year. And I've been the, like, Bonnie, I'm a huge fan of Bonnie Ver. I think he's a genius. I can hear that. And yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I have 22 a million on vinyl as well. And I have the self-titled album too. And uh, yeah, it was just the most unique gig experience I've been to. Um, it was, it was just, it just defied all the conventions of what like a gig should be, mm. you know? And it was, uh, it's it just sounded amazing. They had like, everyone was like multi-instrumental as well, which was really interesting. It was like, oh, it wasn't like, oh, this is the bass player and this is the drummer. Like the drummer was like playing piano two songs ago and like the bass player is <laughs> playing a clarinet now. And you're like, this is amazing, you know? And just, yeah, that that was definitely hands down the best show I've ever been to, you know? 
Um, and that's saying a lot because my second ever gig was Tenacious D. So, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> twenty twelve. I, so. I have tickets to see them playing. I don't know where they're playing actually. Their next gig in the next gig in Ireland, I think it's Royal Kilmainham or is it Three Arena? It's one or the other. But oh yeah. But uh, do you? I uh, the funny that Bonnie Bear is it Bonnie Bear in the Three Arena? I found most times I go to the Three Arena, I don't really like the gig. Uh, it's not that I don't mm. like the gig. It can be very hit and miss. And I don't know what it is about it, if it's just that it's too big or whatever. But um, the last two times I've been in the three arena and I've gotten like, holy fuck. It was Kendrick Lamar was the second last time, um, wow, which was yeah. an unbelievable gig. Even though <laughs> there was like a six, there was a group of 16 year olds in front of us. And one of the one of the girls kept twerking on everybody. And her boyfriend was <laughs> talking to my friend going like, what do I do? And I was just like, I don't know. Tell her to stop. <laughs> Oh, what and I was like, the, the, the politics of it, I was just like, I was like, just, to, you know, you know, <laughs> I just want to listen to some so hip hop, man. Like, it's so strange. Um, and oh, then obviously, God. as I mentioned, the the sec- the last one that was at was Bring Me the Horizon, which was just <laughs> unbelievable. But before mm. that, a bit, there been a few gigs where I was like, this is kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, it depends on the team that's there, you it know, does, the sound yeah. engineers and all. Like, I I saw John Fogarty there as well. Oh, well, I'd uh, say that was, was it good? It was great. Yeah, it was a good show. Uh, but the sound as well, like, just kind of was a bit of a letdown. It was weird. Um, I, and I've heard people complaining about the Hosier show at the Tree Arena where it was just a bit underwhelming. Oh, really? Listen, yeah, I just know, uh, Last Dinner Party was the support of that, which I'm raging about because they were kind of unknown at the time, mm. and now myself, my friend, ever since Nothing Matters came out, the two of us have gone, why the fuck didn't we go to that? <laughs> <laughs> Snooze you lose on exactly, that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, actually, uh, most anticipated album that you're looking forward to, or release that you're looking forward to this year? Oh, my God. Um, if you don't, by the way, Jesus. that's a hard question. If you don't have an answer, it's all right. That is a difficult uh, one. Um, God, I actually don't, I have no idea. Um, yeah, no, I can't think of I can't think of any. I think also it's 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 hard to keep up with that when you're a musician yourself because you yeah. get so absorbed in your own music, and then you're like, oh, Radiohead put an album. Oh God, see, I can't. I, I have to actively keep up with it because I have to actively oh, yeah. look at Irish, I, particularly Irish bands. Is like, oh, I can I can mm. f- try and get them on that week. So I'm constantly like, oh, this is coming out. You should see my calendar. It's just like this album, this album, this album, this pack a block. <laughs> I know, uh, like, um, a guy I know, um, Ev Karam, he's recording an album, or he has it finished, or something. I don't know I that don't name, know. actually, to be honest. He's he's great. He's another kind of, like, passers-by, dream pop artist. Um, he, he is really good, but uh, he, my friend Keen worked on his album, and he was like, oh, this album's brilliant. So I'm, oh, I'm looking forward to that one. That's that's one that's coming out. I have no idea when. I don't. <laughs> I have no idea if he is actually going to release it, you know, but... We'll find out, you know, I guess forever in, in suspension that's, here, you know. Sometimes that's the best way, though. True. Shadow yeah, drops an true. album. <laughs> I wish we could all do that, man. Oh, you know? t- t- I find that that has to be one of the most risky moves. Mm. To, and when it's pulled off, it's great. But like yeah, dropping into man, the ether man. sometimes, it's it's <laughs> especially if you spend like, I don't know. Like you hear these stories, like I remember reading Ozzy Osbourne's autobiography. He's like, "Yeah, we we're done the album about two weeks," and I was like, "What the fuck?" Some of the bands, <laughs> like, and then it's like they were doing an album a year, and you're like, nowadays it takes. I don't know if it's because of production prices and all that kind of carry on, and haven't mm-hmm. had a tour into it. But like, most people spend about two, three years, sometimes five, six, making an album. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's 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 a it's just strange landscape i think the only the only artist that i know of presently that really pulls off the drop an album the next day um shtick is uh tired creator yeah well he does it every two years isn't it like every two years he he records an album but like it's always like the day before he's like yeah i'm dropping it tomorrow you can listen to it then and we're like okay great it's funny (laughs) and everyone does i saw tyler when i was like 16 in the olympia um (laughs) When he was with, it was Odd Future Wolfgang. It wasn't even just a solo show. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was the, it was yeah. the whole crew. And uh, it was a fucking intense gig, to say the least. People were jumping off the balcony and shit. Um, but, I can um, imagine, Jesus. But it was so funny listening to that, because, like, you know, you're 16. It's like, oh, this is edgy and, you know, oh. And then, like, you know, 
him even chucking out slurs and just saying the most despicable shit in his music. <laughs> and even at 16, you were kind of going like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, my like, God. This is, this is and then to, <laughs> And then to be like, you listen to Sorry If You Get Lost or no, Call Me If You Get Lost. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. And obviously, you know, people grow with age like 10 years later. Uh, but it's like so introspective and it's so... Um, I don't want to use the word delicate, but it's like, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's almost like a completely different person. You're like, I would have thought he would lean harder and I, I would have expected him to lean harder into being edgy. You're like, yeah. no, he's actually much more uh, like empathetic and more kind of like self-recollecting and all. It's, it's yeah. so weird. He really surprised everyone with Flower Boy. I he really did. Well. Yeah. I have that on yeah. as well. And that's it. That's a, from start to finish. That's a phenomenal album. Oh, so good. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, he's an actual artist. He's an accomplished musician now. Like, it's. He always was, though. Like, even like. Um, exactly. The song, I think it's Orange Juice that he has with uh, Earl Sweatshirt that was on, like, mm. the first uh, the first mixtape that Odd Future Wolfgang put. He just did a simple kind of keys beat. It's just a piano keys and then just a simple uh, drum behind it. And it's a fucking unreal beat. And you're just like, he was 15, 14 when he made that. It's, it's yeah. nuts. Like, I was just pure talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many but, great, great artists. I love to see him live, to be fair. He's yeah. very good live. He is very, he is very, mm. very good live. He's in, he, he does, it, what I love is he he will play a song if the crowd doesn't move. He goes, nope, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> if the, I love if that. The crowd no does, if the crowd doesn't though. do nothing, he's like, no, do it again. We're not fucking playing until, uh, <laughs> what was it actually? Fucking, uh, I've never heard, you know, because uh, like you obviously listen to a bit of metal. The, um, mm. you know, like before a breakdown, there's always that. <laughs> Or something like there's that kind of or weird the little pig squeal. It's like yeah, yeah, or like uh, what the fuck is up, Denny's? Do you know like that kind of <laughs> little thing? Bring with Rising's yeah, last yeah. one, Bad Omens, were like shake your ass, Dublin, and then it just went into this heavy breakdown. I was like, I love that. <laughs> that is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Dave, I won't keep band. you any longer. It, but it really has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you, and uh, congratulations oh. on the brand new song. It's it's a it's a really whopper song. I really enjoy it as well. Um, but uh, this is the Thank part you. that uh, you get to just do any promo, anything that's going on in the future, and all that kind of carry on before we sign off. Oh gosh, right. Yeah, no one um, likes this. So, no artist likes this part. I. It's like it's it's like. <laughs> yeah, the the set the shameless self promotion. Uh, I'm sorry. I have to ask you. It'd be be weird to do an episode and go. Okay. You're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have nothing coming for you in the future. Um. Yeah, a couple of shows. I'm doing well. London's the big one. That's like uh, the 31st, 31st of January. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Uh, loads of new songs playing at that one as well. And then I'm playing a couple of shows in February, all in Drada and Dublin and anywhere I could, they could have me, you know. Uh, and then I'm working on, I'll just say it, why not? I'm working on an album at the moment. I knew so. you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was like, he definitely is doing it. He was saying to the, talking about the beginning how he writes so much music. I was like, there's an album. There has to be one coming. <laughs> And I know if I say it now, then I'll definitely have to release it. So yeah, you that's know. true. You're <laughs> legally binded by Spotify and Apple Apple Podcasts and all that kind of carry on. So <laughs> exactly, I'll I'll get sued the high heavens. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm working on like a ten or eleven track album. So oh wow, gonna so you're be gonna go for the eleven, are you? Yeah, yeah. I've I have enough music for it anyway. It's just having them all fit together, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely gonna be more cohesive than the first EP. Exciting. And it's it's. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for it. So there's definitely going to be way too much music. You're going to be sick of it, you know, <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> but that's it so far. So far. Good stuff. All right, well, like, should mm-hmm. we'll leave it there? Um, that really was, I, I love that. That was a good, that was a good, that was a good chat. It, it was, was a great ple- chat. pleasure chatting to you, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not often I get to talk about Devin Townsend. You know, it's not often I get to chat about it either. I'm I'm delighted. I'm over the moon. <laughs> Well, <laughs> anyway, oh, David, I'll chat yeah. to you later. Thank you very much. Pleasure yeah. having you on. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Great. Um, best of luck with editing it. Hopefully, it's not too much of a headache. Now. <laughs> It'll be all right. <laughs> 
So that is the end of the episode for today. I want to give a quick thank you again to David for coming on and chatting with me. It was an absolute pleasure to have him. I did not think we'd be going to be talking about Devin Townsend for as much as we did during that episode, but there you are. Uh, Early in the Afternoon, which is David's latest single, is available now. You can stream it everywhere. And uh, for what it's worth, is uh, David's EP from last year is well worth checking out as well. like He makes absolutely fantastic music. Uh, So really, really do give it a go. Um, You won't be disappointed, I promise you that. And I'll give a link to his band camp in the description for this episode as well. So if you want to purchase any of the songs, you can do that there. And uh, I guess on my part, uh, if you want to hear more episodes like the one you just heard, please give the podcast a follow. It really does help me out. I very much appreciate it. Helps me get on those lists and all that kind of carry on. And uh, yeah, I guess thank you so much for listening to the episode. Um, Hope you liked it. I'll be back again soon for a new episode. Have a lovely day. Thank you and goodbye.